There's a lot of things in this old world That just do not make sense Like why there's so few believers on the firing line While so many others sit the fence But if you want to know where the word of God stands And believe it wants to use your feet and hands It's time to take your faith out of the seats And into the streets And come along with me If you'll only look Then you will see On WCN-TV Problems or opportunities? Welcome to WCNTTV.net. This is James Harrison with the Natural Family Foundation, and we're going to be joined by Ray LeBlanc. And I've got some questions for Ray. Ray's been Ray's been hiding from me, but do you do you? I I was brought up in an environment where I was taught behind every rainbow there's a cloud, and I'm telling you, folks, I'm in Nirvana because there's nothing but clouds out there, right? Nothing but clouds. A lot of opportunities out there, I guess, huh? Ray LeBlanc, how are you doing today, brother? And what, what have doing you good. been up to? What have you been up I, I think, boy, it's been, it's been months since we've talked last man. Yeah, months in, since we saw each other face-to-face. I believe it happened way back three or four years ago up at uh, uh, Mike Blake's place out there by the yep, lake yep. with uh, Coach Dave meeting. Yep, yep. And uh, lots of, that's been happening since then. That was uh, I was coming up to you to that event from Tennessee, and boy, that seems like a lifetime ago already. And it's only been three or four years. It's amazing how much can be accomplished. It seems like at the as we close to the end of the the age, almost that time is speeding up. It's like it's amazing <laughs> if you look what's transpires in, in just a year's time. It's it's amazing. It gets what away brought from me you. to Wisconsin and became a cheesehead. Well, wait a hold, 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 hold it, hold it. I right, met right. Rob Pugh Go ahead. Uh, at a couple of these events. And you know, the Wisconsin Christian newspaper um, is his, was his big uh, thing. But besides that, he had a, a ministry center here in Marshfield, Wisconsin. And when I met up with Rob uh, at one of these events, and, and then I met Adam again at an OSA event, and I overheard him saying that, boy, look at this ministry center. They just started it up, and I, I just need some help uh, to run. I got so much going. If you know the character Rob Pugh and his visionary aspects with the Wisconsin Christian newspaper, he does uh, podcasts every Saturday and Tuesday on the radio. On top of that, He's got this uh, WCN TV now and making all these contacts. So he also had a ministry center where, uh, let me show you a card here. It was still uh, under the uh, umbrella of Salt and Light Brigade as well. And I came out about two and a half years ago uh, to help run that ministry center. So that went on for about a year, and um, we're we developing relationships with the community around here, doing different different events, and we're continuing on. It, it got scaled back, and Rob Pugh kind of pulled back uh, and, and got more involved in what he's doing now. So uh, to answer your question, JR, I've been doing a few things because after Rob Pugh stepped back, there was a group of people here that still wanted to meet. We, you know, we mm-hmm. had a good 30, 40 people at, at one time getting together Tuesday nights and Friday for a Christian movie. Tuesday night we were watching Salt and Light Brigade, uh, Coach Dave Live, uh, 
movies and we're uh, doing that on a Tuesday night. And then there was a service uh, uh, on Sunday mornings as well. Well, that kind of almost fizzled out. It was almost dying. And uh, he sold the building, the ministry center building. Um, and then that's when we had to make a hardcore decides. He asked, Ray, do you want to continue this? Because he, he had picked up roots and left Marshfield and moved to Wausau. So he could no longer really do anything here. Uh, so I talked to the few core uh, people, about a dozen of us, uh, that were going to these events uh, pretty faithfully, and they they did, they wanted to continue meeting, uh, so so we took that and rented a, a building across the street from the original ministry center. Um, it was a small beginnings, and they said, "Don't regret the your, your small beginnings." But from that, uh, that's that's been about almost two years now, and we've we've developed it into. Uh, a little uh, little ministry where we get together and we do things. We're the activists in our community. We go to the abortion clinics. We uh, we get, we're attending the school uh, school board meetings now. Why? Oh, um, opportunities come up. We're here and we and we meet three times a week. So it's been uh, it's been a challenge and it's been fun and and just watching God work. How about yourself, Jr.? What you've been involved in? Ray, I've I want to can Ray, can you hear me okay? I hear you now. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I've um uh, you mentioned school board meetings and and it's part of my I've been I've been a, I've been an activist for over 33 years. And for 10 years of that, among other things, I did other things, but I attended school board meetings. And they are just incredibly boring. <laughs> okay, I mean they're no just no boring. But well, you know what, Jr. Real quick, go ahead. Real quick, um, this is the very first one. I'll have to talk to you more about it and Jeff Klein. But there was nobody there, J- uh, Jr. Um, we talked amongst ourselves. About six or seven of us decided to go and see what's going on at one of these school board meetings. It was just them. There was nobody there. No audience participation yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. So they have a free reign. They just talk amongst themselves. There's nobody to answer to. That's pretty dangerous, I think. So they usually run we ran into. They usually run off any strays. If you come there for me, you 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 just you you'll be you'll feel uncomfortable. They'll 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 feel you out. They'll find out if you support them or if you don't. And if you don't support them, they just they'll ignore you. Or they'll weed you out somehow, somehow, some way. But you're smart. Mm-hmm. You have to do it in numbers, and you have to you have to be committed to it. Whatever you're going to be doing, you have to be committed to it. Amen. And God doesn't. You mentioned small me, small beginnings. God doesn't guarantee us what we see as success. His will's done. All right, but we never yeah. know. We go we go into a school board meeting. Okay, okay, all right. We're going to end this mass madness. And they're not going to force vaccines, and they're going to stop teaching CRT, and we're going to do all this. But what you're doing, for starters, is witnessing. And it could be to a school board member that needs to hear you. So don't don't be disappointed if there's nobody else there. And you just you just never really know. Again, I've been at this for over three decades, and and I, I joke around about this, but I I I love winning. I love winning, but you know when I win, I don't, I don't, I just don't learn a whole lot. But when I lose, I learn a lot because there's pain involved with that. All right. And I'm I'm competitive and I like winning. So God loves me enough that he lets me lose about all the time, Ray, at least in terms of what I intend to do. And that's the key. What, what Mm -hmm. James Harrison intends to do and what God is wanting to do with James Harrison never seem to you know collate they never they never seem to parallel but they really are we just don't know that so i want to encourage you and others that are listening don't be worried about the numbers uh size does matter okay it does matter and we do vote and we have a democratic process but we're working towards righteousness and towards god's end and we have no idea what we're going to do let me let me give you one more example um, I, I had a gentleman that I had talked with for five years. My son and his son were in high school together, and I talked to him about 
Jesus Christ. And I talked to him about Christianity and he was telling me, you know, he was a Christian and, and just on and on about it. And I'm going, no, 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 there's no way he is. There's no way. And I gave him a, a tape to look at and he would tell me every time I'd see him. And I would only see him maybe three, four times a year. I tell him that, you know, we talk about the tape and he says, I saw it. And what he said to me, I knew he hadn't seen the tape. I knew he had not seen it. So I didn't see him for about, about maybe six months at the end of that five-year time period. And I saw him at a church. And, and he, said, he said, Jim, can I, can I buy you breakfast tomorrow? I said, sure. So we're, we meet in the parking lot, and he stops me, grabs my arm. He says, Jim, I want to thank you for something. I said, what's that? He said, for saving my life. I said, what do you mean? He said, you know that video I said that I watched? Well, I never watched it. And I said, yeah, I know that. He says, but I finally watched it. I got down on my hands and knees. By the way, God doesn't, God did, very seldom shows us this, right? Very seldom shows us this. But he got, he got down, he, he got down on his hands and knees. He accepted Jesus Christ as his personal savior. He started going to church. He started reading the Bible. But this was, this was, I say all that to make a short story long that you never know exactly what it is, how you're affecting anybody. And every now and then, God gives you a blessing, and he shows you what little thing that you did, what you were trying to accomplish, and how, how what you did affected somebody else's life. And, and doesn't it, Jr. all center around perfect love casts out fear? And that's what I want to – I get some talking points about Go for different it. things that have happened around here. Um, uh, Coach Dave, in his uh, last few shows – has been talking about this uh, perfect love casting out fear. Mm-hmm. When when I went to the school board meeting, so you know this is what a lot of people they're afraid of being that confrontation. I got a video of my wife Jane. I want to bring up in a, in a minute of, of just the confidence level that we have as we practice our love, and the fear is gone when you face your fears, people. That's when it disappears. It cannot exist anymore. When you're right there in that in that arena, and you're you're engaging with somebody, as you speak, if you're a saved person, if you believe in Jesus Christ, and you have His love abiding in you, um, that that courage is just going to swell up inside you. Uh, if we get a minute, uh, why don't we go to that video clip, and then we can discuss it a little bit, uh, Spencer? If you could bring that up. It's about two minutes, maybe a little longer. No, it's seven minutes. Okay, um, first of uh, all, your, um, your Zach manager here, Target, your um, sign out there says $250 fine for handicapped parking, a fine if you park in handicapped parking. Okay. How did you come, up, come about with $250 fine? I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to speak in any sort of thing about a policy out there. I'm not quite sure what you're talking about. Oh, you're... Can you put it on pause for one second, Spence? Um, I didn't go into much, but this is my wife, Jane. She she went into our local targets, and there's two issues she brought up. And what's the nervousness of him? Because she has authority and God. They they just willy-nilly threw up a sign out there in the parking lot saying $250 fine if you park here. So she, she was just challenging and questioning what this sign because the uh, city ordinance says it's only $150 fine. So they're just throwing stuff up. And then she goes into confronting them about the transgender bathroom issue. And just watch how these people are put into such nervousness because she's speaking truth to them. And, you know, that's that perfect love is cast out fear from her, but they surely have fear. Watch the rest of this. Okay. $250 fine. Okay. So I'm asking if a person parked there, how would you go about getting a $250 fine? Uh, I, I can't speak to that policy at this moment. If you want, you can go out there with you if you'd like. I'm not quite sure what you're asking. Well, let's go out there. Look, we don't have to go in the rain, but let's go okay. out there. It's right here. It's your handicap sign. You know, you see them all over, right? Reserve parking for handicapped. $250 fine. You're not familiar with that sign? 
underneath the right underneath the the rectangular one. Is that what you're talking about? By oh, the handicap sign, yeah. yeah. You're not familiar with that sign? Uh, I guess I've never read it myself before. Have you seen them in other places uh, in town, handicap parking? Not that I can think of, no. Yeah. But well, again, like I said, I didn't, wasn't even fully aware of it right here. You probably need to let your corporate know because I did call the police on it, and they said that if a person is found to be parking there, that they're not handicapped, that the most that the police can give for a fine is a $150 okay. city ordinance fine. Uh, again, I'm unfamiliar with any of that. Well, you don't have to be familiar with that. However, you are... So are you recording me right now? I am. Oh, I, I don't really appreciate that. Well, I am, and I'll finish soon. Was there a reason you didn't tell me you were recording me? Can we step out of the way of the execution? No, there's not a reason. I'm, you know, I'm recorded here on your cameras without no one's asked me. I'm not trying to make trouble. I'm just bringing you to the awareness that corporate needs to know that they can't be, whatever the word would be, lying to people about a $250 fine for parking in handicap. So I'm going to let the police know that that's up there. I don't think there's any trouble for you except for that the corporate would have to change that. Uh, our guest service number. I can definitely give you that. Yeah, why don't you give that to me? Sure. Okay, thank you, Zach. Appreciate it. I, 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 you can just tell me it now. I've got okay, it I've here. Got a moment. Just got to pull it up here. The other manager comes on board here in a minute. Yeah, one, Is this two, manager she's speaking with? Four of them, two. Oh, yeah, assistant manager. Decided would be ten signs. There's two there, so, and three there. Why are you uh, For teaching purposes. No, it's not. I mean, basically, if I do something <laughs> against the law, I'm fined or told about it, and as a manager. Probably be good if managers knew what was happening in their parking lot. <laughs> so I'm bringing it to your attention. I'm not trying to be, you know, snooty or anything like that. I love the point you brought out about them recording her without permission. I think it was incredible. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. While you're looking, I guess I can look for it too. Um, do you still have the policy here through corporate? That you allow men in the women's bathroom because the transgender. We have a men's bathroom, a women's bathroom, I understand, but my question was: Do you allow men into the women's restroom? If you'd like to speak with the about policies that we have, I can speak to specific policies. Well, if I was a man, which you don't know if I am or not, and if I walked into the ladies' room, I'm asking, would I have permission to do that? I don't have a key. You don't what? Have any team that is staffed outside of our restrooms preventing anyone from entering. Even the opposite gender. Well, I, who knows what the gender is now? I well, if a man walked into the ladies' room right now, and no, 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 I'm saying okay, if they did, and if a mother was in there with her six-year-old son, her mother was in there with her six-year-old son, her six-year-old daughter. Is it, is and the man. This is Dan. He's the store manager. And well, give me a second. And the man. Well, I'll get you both here. I was asking you about the the policy for um, men going into the the ladies' restroom. I know that the corporate in Ohio was allowing that to happen. Our corporate is actually in Minneapolis, but um, there is a family restroom that any like you can just take it yeah. single single use. Yeah. yeah, that that is nice, but that wasn't my question. Okay. Um, to allow a man into a lady's restroom. Yeah. So Here. I. Yeah, I can. I, I'd be happy to um, to get you more information on all that stuff. I mean, if it happened right now, you wouldn't know how to handle it as a manager of the store. If a, if a, if a, if somebody was uncomfortable with somebody going, in the, in the, we'd probably direct them to go to the single use. Um, every target, every single target store has a. Has well, a however, if the man already entered. And the wrong's already been done on a six-year-old daughter sure. of the mother. Yep. That's 
you know, a little yeah, so too I, late. I, I, we would probably, probably file for the police if there was a specific incident um, that was... Well, I'm, I'm saying that yep. this could all be happening right now. I mean, I, I could be a man, you don't know, and I could want to know, if I can I go into the ladies' room right now to use the restroom as a man, if I was a man? You're but asking. you don't know if I'm a man or not. <laughs> sure. I'd probably encourage you to take advantage of our, our family restroom if you're concerned at all. Okay. Um, probably if you had a sign-up saying if men or women think that they want to use the opposite gender restroom, it's necessary that they use the family restroom. Wouldn't that be a good approach? You know, I, so that wouldn't be a problem because a, a woman could surely, if it's not your policy, sure. I'd be the first one to really, really give a, I mean, I don't want my daughter seeing some other man's thing. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely understand that as a father of two daughters. Sure, yeah. So, I, like I said, I would encourage you to use the family um, bathrooms, which are in every single Target store. I get it, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, well, thanks for your time, and your name is Dan. My name's Dan, yeah. Okay, thank you. You're very welcome. Appreciate it. Okay, that was just uh, something that anybody can do. Everybody's got a store around them. You can go outside. You can hang a sign. We, we go to Planned Parenthood in a town 40 minutes from now. We stand on the street. We hold some signs. It's called getting involved, getting over your fears by practicing this, uh, this type of thing. Uh, look at the response. They're the ones that are, are, are put to flight. And uh, one thing about this uh, family bathroom he was talking about, when you walk into our targets, there's a men's and a woman's, and there's no family restaurant anywhere in sight. It's way at the other end uh, of the store, about 200 yards away. So, you know, at any rate, uh, that's one of the things that uh, we're involved in uh, in our community is just trying to stay engaged. Uh, also going back to um, – when we before went you that, do, that before school, you do, Ray, uh, that, board meeting. that was ahead, that Jared. was outstanding. Wasn't that something? That was no. Go ahead and comment and, and, on it before I go on. Yeah, yeah, that was absolutely outstanding. Some of the questions that your wife asked about knocked me out of my chair. I mean, she and that's something. And she, yeah, she made a suggestion, and I never thought about this before. Is well, don't you think it would be good to have a sign put up there for the transgender, whoever it is? to be sure to use that single restroom as versus using a male or female. That is an incredible yeah. statement, incredible mm-hmm. statement. And, 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 and I, I mentioned before the statement she met, she said about, well, you guys are recording me and you didn't ask me for permission. <laughs> right. that was before this one, before this one, Jr. um, uh, we went to our local Marshfield Medical Clinic. Uh, this is a year ago. I'm telling you, they've been putting it off. We have Jane has to go to court because she walked into the Marshfield Medical Clinic and refused to put a mask on. I got about a 20 minute video that she recorded. They had they had the five people upon her, and she's all by herself. And and this same kind of Defendant, I mean, with clarity, and she praised herself up before she goes into these things, and yeah, the clarity yeah. that comes out of her because uh, God gives her the wisdom and the right words to use, and it, it just puts them on like, well, you know, like one of the things they were talking about back then is, is germs. You got to stay six feet apart, right? So while while she's engaging with them, they call the top administrator down. Uh, because she's, it's the mask issue, and they have all the chairs six feet apart. So this lady, like, she's gonna say, "Well, I'm here to to help with help you with this problem here," and right away she sits on the table about two feet in front of Jane to talk to her, and she goes, "Well, right there, you just you just violated your own rule." What you, you you got signs everywhere six feet apart. You're two feet from me. So the lady jumps out of her chair, backs up, and then another lady. She's touching her cell phone, and then my wife says, "Hey, you got you better clean that now. You got you know you're afraid of COVID. 
you're spreading COVID. It's on your, and she's freaking out now. She's looking for a rag to wipe her phone with. And then she's telling her, you know, you need, how often does housekeeping come in here? Every item that people touch, it has to be cleaned immediately. <laughs> and I'm making them look like a bunch of idiots. So, <laughs> Al, you know, you Al, asked what Al, we do. Al, this is what we've been doing. And Al, a great motivator in that. So, yeah, got to give her a lot of credit. And she said, you don't know whether I'm a JR, male or a female. You. Don't know what sex. Yeah, I don't know why I'm having problems. There we go. I get you. But she said, you don't, you don't, you don't even know what sex I really am. I, yeah. <laughs> I just, I mean, and this, this, this isn't, this isn't her first rodeo, obviously. She's been doing this and she's yeah. been stepping out for a while. It's kind of like you show up on the ball field yeah. and, and it's your first play. You're likely going to be a little nervous and you're likely going to make some bad right. mistakes. Okay. Right. But as you keep, if you stay on the field and you keep after this, and and I don't I don't know Jane that well, but I can, I can tell you, she yeah. she has got it, and she has learned from experiences. Yes, the Holy Spirit's that's important. That's what it is. As is prayer. Want to encourage you? Got to get out and do. Yep. Encourage yes. people that don't despise your small beginning. You're going to go out and just do something. Start off if you haven't done anything. Pass out a track. Tell them about Jesus. Don't be afraid to wear a hat that says Jesus' name on it. You know things like that. One other thing, key. You keep getting muted. Uh, the, no. You keep, one other thing, and it's, this is critical, and it's what Jesus' ministry was a lot about in terms of how he did it. She asked, I stopped, I stopped, ask, I stopped counting after 20, but she asked a question after question after question. And Bingo. that is so important. It's like when you're, you're afraid that somebody from the government is going to come up to your door and, and ask you about the shots, et cetera. And, yeah, okay, I, I, that's what I was figuring. Uh, there might be uh, that, that you, uh, somebody comes to your door and they want, they want to get information from you. But, and I shared this on our radio show last past Saturday. What you need to do is as soon as you see that individual come up to your door, start asking questions what's your name where are you from why are you here what's your intent whatever questions come to mind to you ask them because look at it as an opportunity to gather information on the enemy they're even knocking on your door to give it to you but her asking questions was outstanding incredible yes Yes, that's the key. That's a key. And Dr. Tenpenny, and those that are familiar with her, uh, one of the interviews she did, she said exactly the same thing. Make them ask, whenever you're wanting to know about something, put it in the form of a question Mm -hmm. so that they have to come up with an answer and just listen to it because they're going to. They're going to mess up, you know, and there's your opportunity. So it's, it's all good. So, uh, yeah, praise the Lord for that. Oh, it was just incredible. Um, and prayer. Prayer is so important. We were talking before we got on, on the show about uh, key factors in prayer. And it's the same thing. You exercise it. You know, like if you, if you wanted to learn how to play the guitar, I did that a long time ago. I picked it up and uh, tried strumming it, you know, learning the G and the C and the D and the F and the A and 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 then put it all together. But when I f- first pick it up, it's, uh, you know, very un, you, you can't hear it. The music isn't coming clear. There's no clarity in it. But as you exercise your gift, oh, okay, I got F down now. Now I got D down now. Now, now I can make a song. Uh, and the next thing you know, you, you practice that every day. And wow, when you play that guitar, man, people listen now because you get the rhythm, you get the music. It's all coming together. It's it's beautiful. It's the same thing with prayer. You start off uh, exercising that every day in everything that you do, and uh, especially when you mix it with with fasting. There's th- those are two key factors that that you, you just get the ear of God uh, in in your prayers. And uh, it's amazing to live in that faith because it, it erases your doubts, you know, as you're praying and, and, and you get into your scripture verses. Uh, specifically, there's so much in there about how to pray and what I have. Uh, 
another book I, I wanted to, if I got a minute or did you want to go into something else? But I, I think we need um, to take a break. Prayers by uh, uh, Zelinsky, uh, Sheila Zelinsky. If anybody has heard of, the, of this book, it's worth getting to learn uh, the power that we have in prayers. For instance, she quotes one, uh, it's called Morning War- Warfare. And uh, let me just read an excerpt from it. It says, can you hold on for that uh, for just I'll, a I'll second? I'm going to hold right? on to this because we've got to go yeah. to commercial break. Yeah, and I want you to get more and, into the prayer aspects and, and teach me a little bit about it because I'm I'm not all that experienced in it. Go ahead. All right. When we break. Uh, come back from break. Amen. Pornography is a destructive force. It destroys individuals, families, and fuels the out-of-control demand for sex trafficking. of Christian families say porn is a problem in their home, but why aren't churches and public schools talking about this? Fear. People who view porn think they're the only one. It's a lie. Statistically, more people view porn than who do not and struggle in silence. www.lynnfrederick.com. You can find the book I wrote about my own battle with porn and the presentations that I do for churches and public schools. lynnfrederick.com. At the McClario Firm, it all starts with family. We are here to serve you and your family, online or in person. Call today for a free consultation. The McClario Firm, your law firm for life. Are you a parent, mentor, or youth leader searching for meaningful books to engage your middle and high schoolers? Look no further. The books in the Off the Itinerary series by author M. Liz Boyle are receiving outstanding reviews for their compelling plots and strong Christian themes. Avalanche, Chased, and soon-to-be-released Ablaze are available on Amazon and at most bookstores. Check out mlizboyle.com for discussion guides to accompany each book. This is Leighton Howerton, and I've learned a lot from my monthly subscription to the Wisconsin Christian News. It's a national newspaper that's dedicated to encouraging you in your Christian walk. And it's chock plumb full of biblically sound articles and commentaries from some of the best Christian writers and authors in the country that, in my opinion, are more than up to the task of taking on the toughest issues in the midst of all the uncertainties we're facing living in times like these. Wisconsin Christian News is a nationally and internationally distributed newspaper and is a vitally important resource that you don't want to miss out on reading, either in print or through an online subscription. And to get your copy, all you have to do is visit www.wisconsinchristiannews.com. That's www.wisconsinchristiannews.com. And tell my old friend, publisher, and editor, Rob Pugh, sign me up today. And we are back. We're on with uh, Jane, the blank's husband, Ray. <laughs> Jane was just, just Jane is just incredible. And I'm telling you, I'm, I've got, I've got, I've got to talk more to this, this lady. Hey, uh, if you have any comments, if you want to comment, uh, go ahead and, and, and do so before, because we're going to talk about prayer and it's something that I don't have. I don't consider it a strength. And I've, I've I mean, I, I, I consider myself like Nehemiah. I'm on my way to the to do my job, and while I'm doing it, I'm going. Well, you know, Lord, I'm probably going to need some help here, or what should I be doing? Or I'm just trusting that you're going to lead me, and I don't, I don't formalize it. I mean, I, I you know, I get up every morning and I'll do, I'll do a formal, our Father art in our heaven prayer, and help guide me. Uh, and I and I think I talk to God all the time, but I, I don't I don't know how formal that needs to be. So I guess first of all, if you have any you have any questions or have any comments, uh, please fire away. If not, I'm going to turn it over to Ray and uh, Ray LeBlanc, and this is James Harrison, and you're listening to Wisconsin Christian News. Okay, Jane, please. Hey, um, this is John Harrison. Is it Jim? James? James? James Harrison. Um, well, thanks for the the kind remarks, and um, it was the Holy Spirit. Everything. Um, the incident there with Target, I, I just decided to do it. The, it was kind of, it was ad lib. I was on the human side, but it was Holy Spirit on God's side. And I was shaking when I was done. I had a little bit of shopping to do, and I was shaking. <laughs> I guess I was hoping that it was recorded. Um, so, yeah, it, it ended up really nice. I, like I said on Coach's show, 
I learned a lot of that from him to be agreeable because that's not my carnal nature. I have to work on, I, I have to work at being agreeable and kind. I did get a disorderly and uh, trespassing at the clinic. It was a different incident almost a year ago that I'm going to court for. However, that wasn't my carnal nature. That was being righteous indignation. And they call that disorderly. So I get to clarify that with the court. And um, so anyway, yeah, it's God's Holy Spirit and learning from coach. And But I really appreciate your, your kind words. Thank you. You asked you asked some incredible questions and made some incredible points. I'm going like, wow. Well, yeah. you know what my dad's comments are to that when he was still living when we were at the clinic, he was in the wheelchair where all of these mask Nazis were surrounding me. He's like, What's going on? He's waiting to go to his appointments, you know, and then he says to me, Jane, you always have to buck the system. <laughs> I'm like, well, Dad, you taught us, you know, right is right and wrong is wrong. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. In, in the world, I was doing things like that, calling OSHA and um, doing um, other employment situations. And I, it's just like my nature to right is right and wrong is wrong, you know, get it worked out. And, Jane, we have, we have a tendency to be like barking dogs in a parade. And we, yeah. we have to get over that because we have to we have to actually get up there at the street light and turn the turn the parade around. Yeah, and yeah. You, Instead of you should, you guys should. You know, like even in our yeah. our small yep. group of ministry, we're like, well, like the school board meet or the tea party. You know, we should all go to the to the uh, school board. Like, mm-hmm. well, then let's all go. Yes. You know, we're gonna yep. make it right now. Don't commit to it. It's next week. You know, Commitment. okay, do it. <laughs> Commitment's a word too. It's it's yeah. it's easy to talk, and it's easy to imagine all these things that are happening out there, and and be the first to know and be the first to talk about it. But it's it's standing in front of a, a city council and exposing yourself, and I say that in a verbal way, exposing yourself to to the <laughs> world is is not it's not my favorite thing to do. And for most people, it isn't their favorite thing to do either. But if not you, who, and especially if not now, when, folks, come on. There are so many opportunities out there. There are problems, and we can whine about them. But for God's sakes, do something. That's what he expects you to do. He gave you legs and arms and a mouth. Go ahead, please. um, I enjoy confronting people. And Ray has taught me, well, now are you doing this in your – out of response to your flesh mm-hmm. or is the spirit leading you to do this? So, you know, he's taught me just settle down. Don't, you know, is it do it by the spirit, not in your flesh and, and just tell people, Hey, you can walk your dog and you can walk your talk. So, you know, do both of it. <laughs> As versus boy, I should have. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shoulda, coulda, woulda. I should have. I should have. And, and you know what? I'll do it next time. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Amen. Hey, Ray's going to educate me on prayer. Maybe you can educate me yeah. on prayer because I don't consider myself a good prayer warrior. I don't consider myself a prayer warrior. I don't. I don't understand the process. And and let me let me give you a toughie. Let me give you a toughie before we start this off. Mm-hmm. How long have people been praying for abortion to end? It's been more than a year. How many of those people have fasted? How many people have prayed for other issues? Uh, that that sound like they they really should get a good good answer to that prayer. Let's I mean that's a toughie, but if you want to start there, let's start there because I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, we got it. We're covered in prayer. We have massive prayer. All right, that's not the issue. Prayer is like putting on your combat boots, putting on your uniform, putting on your hat. Gathering your gun or your holy Bible. And then you don't just stand there in your closet, occupied till I come means go out there. Now, you've been prayed up. And if you hit the streets, if, if these Christians, you go to any city and you count the amount of churches that are in your neighborhood, where are these people? They go there Sunday. For an hour, and that's their, that's their religion. That's why the abortion's still going on. 
Why is BLM so effective? How can they stand out in the street and shut down a whole highway? They're activists. They get engaged. They get involved. A lot of people don't do it because they are afraid. This is how you overcome your fear, is what Jane was just illustrating. You just go in a mild manner and you engage with the world, which is our enemy. doesn't matter how it happens. You see somebody walking down the street, uh, you hear them swear or something, and you confront them. And the more you do that, you're exercising what you already prayed about. So prayer prayer is, is gone out forever here, but the, we're not going to the next step is where I'm seeing it happen. We're not going to that next step of engaging and doing something. If we did, we did, you know, uh, somebody once said that uh, if the church that met every Sunday would be at the abortion clinics Monday morning, Tuesday there wouldn't be an abortion clinic left on the planet. It's, it's a number game. You know, it doesn't have to be massive numbers. We got that example with Gideon and 300 men. So, but we need that amount of um, engagement. Uh, I don't know where that number is, but we're, we're not pushing, we're not pushing it enough. We're not doing it enough. So, so beyond prayer is your, is your occupying and, and, and realizing that when you do pray and you pray specifically, you know, you pray for over the, this abortion issue to end. Then what well, we did last um, Saturday that just passed, once a month, Pastor Matt Torella in Milwaukee, uh, whoever's familiar with Pastor Matt Torella, he's done the book called The Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrate. He's, uh, he's an abolitionist. And every third Saturday, we meet at the most busiest intersections in the metropolitan area of Milwaukee. And it's usually a good hundred people showing up with these big graphic signs. And we stand out there and thousands of cars are going by both ways. And they're made to look at these, these signs and see what's going on to see Germany had their uh, Holocaust by killing 6 million Jews and some Christians. We have a greater Holocaust, and we're pointing that out. That's, that's, that's a more effective than, than we realize. I got an opportunity the last Saturday for an hour and a half just to be there on the street and preach. I had my megaphone, and as the cars are stopping, we're passing them out literature. We're telling them about Jesus Christ and that they need to repent, and that this curse on America, people, it's because of you. It's because you won't get involved, because you turn the other way, and you look away, and you won't do anything. You know what the church did in Germany when, when the trains went by the church, and the the screams were coming out of these boxcars that people were going to their death, and they're screaming out when they stop in front of the church building, Let's play the music a little louder. They turned up the volume so they could drown out the cries. How wicked, horrible are we? Are we a dedicated people? We need to, we need to, you know, give them our all. And that, that's where it starts is get involved. Get off, get off your couch. That's what coach got me three or four years back when I listened to him on a talk show. He said, you know, called me a couch potato while I'm sitting here eating potato chips. I couldn't deny it. I'm sitting here listening to all this spiritual stuff. Wow, I'm getting fed. Wow, look at all this spiritual stuff I got. Now I said, well, what are you going to do about it? You're going to do something about it? It's not going to be done in your prayer closet alone. That's your starting point. Then you go outside. So uh, I wanted to go into this, but do you get any uh, anything you want to add to that? You used a good analogy in terms of equipping yourself, putting on your armor, and relating that to prayer. And I appreciate that. That does help. That does help. Yeah. And and you mentioned you mentioned the signs, and we're a visual nation. And I can remember I was with Mark Harrington of Created Equal, and we were on uh, the Ohio University campus. And they had all the signs out there, and they were talking, and and 
something pointed my attention to this, this young lady that was riding a bicycle down beside the signs. And she happened to glance over and look at the signs and she stopped dead in her tracks, just stopped dead in her tracks and looked at the signs, kickstand on, got off the bike, got closer to the signs, took some information, got back on her bike and started to ride off. And then she stopped when she's about 10 yards away from the activities and looked around at the signs again. I'm, I wish I wish I, I wish I had a video camera to record that. It was just absolutely incredible, absolutely incredible. Well, the, yes, I want I want you to talk about the book, but I got one more question for you. Does BLM pray because they seem to be pretty successful? I wouldn't say so much that they pray. Well, they probably do pray to their God because we got, which, you know, whenever we go to these abortion clinics, if you notice, um, they're walking around with their cameras. They're recording us. They're snapping pictures of us. They have their little um, covens going on, and they try to put a curse on, on, on the Christians as well because they believe in it. They believe they have power. There's There's lying spirits out there. There's deceiving spirits and that's what this book talks a lot about is these spirits that are out there like a bird carrying this message um it works both ways see satan's a counterfeit god's got this uh, all figured out and he's got a plan and a purpose and a way to do things using his spirit and what i'm going to talk about in uh in these two scriptures that i want to bring up in a minute uh is how it's done, how it's how it's actually carried out, and uh, give us a little bit more insight in in the power of prayer and and, and how to how to engage in the enemy through it. So, yeah. So be back to BLM. I mean, that's what they do, and 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 they also um, they have what do you call it a, a network? They network too. Okay, the enemy is is very very intelligent, very smart. Now, last year, uh, about a year and a half ago, me and Jane, we sold everything. We bought a motorhome, and we traveled down south in our motorhome doing ministry. Well, we went to the abortion clinics in Mississippi, North Carolina, um, uh, Louisiana, New Orleans area. We're doing all of these. Well, what was happening, we'd leave North Carolina, and we went to Mississippi uh, to the pink abortion clinic there in Jackson, Mississippi, they knew us. When we got there, they they addressed us by night. Hey, there's Ray and Jane from Wisconsin. So they're networking. Why aren't we? See, the the enemy knows how to play the game. So we have to up them by one. We, you know, we, we need to get more coordinated and involved and engaged and crossbreed, you know. Like Coach said one time, we're all building our individual silos. You know, we need to have it this way all right jr what you're doing over there we need to we need to we need to know what's happening with the natural family you need to know what's going on in wisconsin i need to know what's going on in florida and 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 just engage with each other and network together and and that would that way we're gonna we're gonna accomplish more i think all right let's get to the book all right well this is uh again a book that uh Sheila Zelinsky and Carla Boutalon put out uh, a while ago. It's called, if you can see the title there, right there, it's called Power Prayers. And I just grabbed one here. It's called Morning Warfare. Uh, now we have found it very helpful to address the enemy even before we start our day. When you make phone calls or you have a personal conversation that you don't want the enemy to hear, Say out loud, Lord, I cover this conversation with the blood of Jesus, and I bind every little bird that would carry my words in Jesus' name. Good, yeah, that was the book. And if you could, Spencer, bring up the Ecclesiastics 10.20, where she references carrying this word by the, uh, my words by a little bird. Uh, It says, curse not the king. No, not thy thought, and curse not the rich in thy bedchambers. 
for a bird of the air shall carry the voice, and that which hath wings shall tell the matter. Now that bird is a demon that's here. They're all around us. They're listening to our conversation. When our words come out of our mouth, they're looking for words specifically to use against us. So we have to be aware of that. Uh, that's why he says, curse not the king. You know, we're, we're, told, uh, we're told to honor those that are in authority to that point, not when they're doing evil, but we don't, even if you remember the scripture verse where uh, Moses' bones were being buried and Satan and Michael the archangel were uh, uh, discussing over the, what they could do with the bone. Michael Arndt said, darest not bring an accusation against this arch- Satan, but the Lord rebuked thee. So our words are very important, how we say them, because the enemy will use them against us. If you, if you go to the cross-reference, uh, hold on, I took the paper. Words um, have power, by the way. That words have power. Go yeah. to... Uh, That's how God created, created the universe, the world, right? Didn't he kind of speak it into existence? Amen. Um, I'm trying to find the other reference. Okay, go to uh, 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 12. Now, this is the story of Elijah. This is uh, the Holy Spirit being the bird. You know, the Holy Spirit comes down as the dove when Jesus was baptized. So that's why they, they kind of reference these things. Uh, in that case, it was the Holy Spirit representative. That's a that's the spirit of love. That's the spirit of God. That's the Holy Spirit. But there are many spirits in this earth. We need to be aware of them. Uh, okay, in 2 Kings 6, 12, it tells us, And one of his servants said, None, of, none my lord, O king, but Elisha the prophet that is in Israel, he telleth the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in the bedchamber. All right, here's the king in his own private domain, Speaking, okay, tomorrow I want to send my soldiers out and we're going to do this, this, and the other thing. And God, through his spirit, is telling Elijah the enemy's plans. Here's a man of prayer, if you follow his life. These are prayer prayer warriors. These are people that every day are are seeking God. That's their whole lifestyle. Uh, That's what we're being prepared for. And and, and it happens, and your faith builds by these events. So so that's two different cases. One was an evil spirit, and one's the spirit of God. Um, going back now to one more, one more verse I want to cover. 1 John chapter 4, verse 10. Oh, you're good, Spencer. All right. This one says, Herein is love, that we love God, but that he loved us, and he sent his son, to be the propitiation. I need more of it. Uh, can you expand it to, uh, I think it's 14. Uh, 14, let's see. Yeah, bring it uh, up to nine or up a little bit. All right, I'm going to start reading around 12, and hopefully I'll either look at the gun. Uh 12, okay. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him, and we in, in he in us, because he hath given us his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be his Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess Jesus the Son of God dwelleth in him, and he in God. And go down to 17. That's where I'm looking for. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear has torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. 
Fear has torment, and it's a spirit. And the only way to cast that fear out is in perfect love. So that love develops as our relationship develops um, with our Savior. The, The closer we draw to him, the more we engage ourselves in these little acts every day of confronting people in love, um, we conquer this fear that's in us. It's going to be there, but the minute you face that fear, it disappears. It, it can no longer exist because you've confronted it. The only That's the only thing that, that, that makes – it's like putting on a light switch. Fear is there in the dark, but if you get to that light switch and you flick it on, it's gone. It's just gone. It's the same thing. You work in, the, uh, in that – that realm of, of love of God, and you know who you are in God, he flips that light switch when, when you're when he's ready to engage you with the enemy and you stand strong. So it's all good. Um, my first experience with that uh, was with Coach going to a sodomite parade in Columbus, Ohio, a few years back. I think Jared was there. Um, I think you <clears throat> of them didn't you uh jr to one of those columbus uh oh yeah i i was i was there at the beginning when they started that that didn't you get your feet wet weren't Uh, wasn't there like five hundred thousand people against us i felt i felt something that i've never felt before Mm -hmm. a presence of spirits there that are is just unimaginable we've only got about i think three or four minutes left ray and i Mm -hmm. and i get before we go any further I want to thank uh, Mrs. LeBlanc for loaning you out to us today. <laughs> yes. to loaning, loaning you to WCNT TV today, and I appreciate it. And those fears, by the way, can actually end up being assets once we overcome them. It, it's just incredible how we can use that and even look forward. It's like, okay, bring me that fear again because I want, I want the feeling of accomplishment over it because I really enjoyed that. And that's probably why we never see it uh, quite as often as, as after that happens. Uh, I love the education you gave us on prayer. Yeah. Uh, I love what Jane is doing. I love what you're doing. And yeah, the, uh, whether it be the gay pride parade, whether it be in, in front of a abortion clinic, whether it be in front of a school board, whether it be in front of a city council, we have to, it's, we can no longer sit by and, and allow this to happen regardless of what your pastor or church leaders or anyone else in the community that's telling you to know to do good, to know to do good and not to do it to him. That's a sin. And that's, if you get anything out of this program today, that is really what I and Ray and everybody else. I think it's, it's listening here uh, would like to get that message across to you. And you can only do that. If you do that, you can't talk about it. You can't, you can't go, well, geez, maybe I'll do it next time. If it, when you see an opportunity, there you go. That's your calling. And you don't want to miss out on that. And, and I, I appreciate so much, Ray, your heart and your wife's heart and coach's heart, of course. Amen. And, and everybody that, that is helping to produce this program or pay for this program it is so much appreciated. It's so much needed. It's just incredible. And again, we, 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 I'll talk like coach. We are going to win, but we don't know quite what that winning looks like. Okay. And we're going to, we're going to get to see it a lot quicker when we get engaged. You, it just, when you engage the culture and you engage your adversary, it opens up so many worlds to you. It's just incredible. You see things, you learn things that you just don't learn on your couch eating potato chips. Right, Ray? There you go. There you go. <laughs> yep. Despise not the day of your small beginnings. You start off small, start off with whatever the Lord puts. And pray about it. That's what we're talking about in prayer. You, you pray, and then you look for an opportunity, and he, he'll present it for you if you're faithful to carry it out. So. God bless you all. It's been uh, it's been great talking with you, Jr. Are you going to be at the Go Ye Therefore conference coming up? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I've got no, some other no, things right. uh, coming up. All right. Well, we'll we'll be headed down that way, and uh, if there's an opportunity to bump heads, it'd be great to yep. see you again. And you as well, brother. Just can't do it yeah, at this time. You. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Jared and Spencer, for 
Knockout job as usual. We're about one minute out. Mm-hmm. 